Hello, hello, and welcome to Intentional Sounding. This is the Draw Play Podcast. I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapocio, and I'm going to deliver this podcast with no emotion whatsoever, because keep your emotions off the internet. With me, as always, is Sam Grezis, fellow emotionless robot. Yeah, if there's one thing uh, that we know about me and also you from this podcast, is it, it's that we keep our own personal emotions out of our very uh, hard-hitting and objective uh, football takes. That's what you come there, here for. There is no subjectivity to this podcast whatsoever. None. That is not for the internet. This is an objective football podcast only. So we're here to talk about objective football news. First up... Um, Green Bay had a tiff. That's a shame. Yes. There there were people in Green Bay that didn't get along with each other. Could that be the reason why they're so bad? I don't know. I can't say. I who can say even anything. Not on, anything. Not on sure surely not on this podcast or any other uh reputable news organization like ours there was a lot of drama in green bay but who cares who yes i that, can't keep this up this is no so no it's so boring <laughs> please listen to our podcast we're exciting people jesus christ it was so bad you don't know what we were referencing there um there was a situation between juju smith schuster and Antonio, everyone's favorite new drama bomb, Brown. Oh, man. Yeah, that whole thing is just so... Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to, but I'm just... I want to dig into this. So, basically, um, AB threw a dig out at Juju on on Twitter. And then Juju was basically like, hey, to quote him, all I ever did was show that man love and respect from the moment I got into the league. I was genuinely happy for him too, and then he got traded to Oakland with a big contract. And, I'm ha- and now he takes shots at me at social media. He was, he was basically being like, "I love this dude. I respected this dude, and now he's just gonna randomly attack me." Yeah, and Antonio I- Brown basically comes out the next day, I think, and said, "Keep your emotions off the internet," <laughs> which ended up being hilarious because like a half hour later he just starts going off yeah on how like juju like fumbled like the game away at one point and messed up basically throwing his emotions all over the internet and then juju got the ultimate clap back after all of this nonsense by going keep your emotions off the internet yeah very good it's it, Anyone who's wa- was watching this, like even if you hate the Steelers, it's hard to not come down on the Steelers and Juju's side here because Antonio Brown seems like such a tremendous knob. The more and more we see, from- well, the other thing, the other thing about this, and and I think you you kind of said it already, but the most important thing to note is that this came out of fucking nowhere. Antonio Brown had no reason or cause. To come after Juju Smith-Schuster, who, like, by all account, like, no one was ever, he was never part of, like, a problem. And, like, and, like, say what you want about, like, we've talked about diva receivers and, like, how that notion is rooted in some pretty problematic shit and it's not great and, like, whatever. But, like, Juju Smith-Schuster, even if you're one of those people who who thinks that that it can be a problem for people to be outspoken or whatever. Juju Smith-Schuster was never that guy, right? At all, all accounts, he was kind of like, he was just kind of there. He he had a great season last year. I, it's just like... It, it's kind- one of those really funny situations where like the 22-year-old is way more mature yeah. than the 30-year-old. Yes. It, it, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. I don't know, reading that first tweet by Juju... Where he was just like, like, why? Why did you, what did I do to you? Why? Why would you hurt me in this way? It just, I don't know. Like, I, why are you the way that you are? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like it. I, it. It made me feel really bad. I hated it. it, it it's 
mind-boggling how fast Antonio Brown went from beloved uh, superstar to complete goddamn nutcase. Yeah, yeah, and and again, I wanna I wanna be clear about my thing here. It's like I I like Antonio Brown. I I thought that a lot of a lot of the like drama, the Steelers drama, was the Steelers' fault, right? Uh, yeah. But but this isn't something I can necessarily like. I mean, forgive is the wrong word, right? But this is this was un. This shines a new light on it. Exactly. Sure. Exactly. It just there seems was like... a lot of people who were when Antonio Brown basically got his wish, got traded to the Raiders. There were a lot of people that were basically saying, do, using the puppet master defense of, oh, Antonio Brown was just acting like a complete dipshit. Yeah. To make his value so that he could get out and do what he wanted. And now that he's in Oakland, he's going to be just fine, normal, well-adjusted boy. That mm-hmm. went out the window. Right, right. With this whole thing. Like, it's pretty obvious that, no, Antonio Brown is fucking insane. It's just kind of, yeah, or or just kind of a dick, you know? He might just kind of be a dick. All right, question for you, Sam. Yes. As a man who's pretty into freedom of self-expression. Yes. And just, like, having, like, fashionable haircuts and doing what <laughs> you want, not not hating people who dress differently mm-hmm. or, you know, like, being open-minded about that kind of thing. How do you feel about the blonde mustache? Oh, man. <laughs> That's that's a, that's really a tough one for me, my dude. Because I'm okay. So here 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 are my two opinions, and I think the only two opinions that anyone should have on anyone dressing the way they want to dress, right? Uh, first first of all, if it makes them happy, right? If if it makes you happy to have a fucking if if a blonde mustache makes you happy, go for it. Like just do it. Just do it. Have have the blonde mustache, A.B. Like, ma- do it. If it makes you happy, live your truth. Like, hell, hell yeah. Um, my, my, my point number two is that it looks really bad and funny to me. <laughs> it looks terrible. It looks really bad. It looks like ramen noodles. Like, I don't, it is the color of ramen noodles and it, I don't. I don't like it very much. He's got like a pedo stash and mm-hmm. then he bleached it blonde so that it would stand out more on his face. So that that's the thing is people that's like a, a like a very hipster thing with people who have like full beards is to is to dye the the mustache part of it a different color than the beard or if you're is really this going really all a out. Thing? It is. I haven't seen this thing. I mean it's, obviously I I'm a loser who stays inside drawing player butts a lot but i do go mm-hmm. out in public every once in a while and i live in hipster usa that's true I, I can't recall seeing this is this a chicago hipster blend i mean it might be i mean i maybe but but like i've seen it a couple times uh for like yeah yeah there are folks that like they they usually i have seen like weirder colors like purple or uh or something and it's just I I don't know I don't know. Again again here the 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 more important thing is if it makes you happy fucking fucking do it. And anyone who who talks to you and like laughs at your face or whatever they're a fucking asshole and and fuck them. I can't get with it though. I can't get I I I guess that's the, I just can't get with it. I can't get with it. I- it makes it so much harder to take him serious. I and this is this is part of the thing is he's been uh sharing like recently a lot of really cute and and like self-effacing Instagram videos and pictures of him with his kid that are like, you know, when he's with his family it does seem like he's just a a big old like goofus which you know, I, I appreciate. I I I endorse. Yeah, these are good. Yeah. I loved, if you ever, I don't know if you ever followed uh, Dominique Rogers Cromartie. No, I didn't. That guy was a massive goofus and would like post videos of himself dressed up as Spider Man doing silly things at home. Hell like, yeah, that dude ruled. Nice. But this is just oh man. It's yeah. It's I don't know. I don't know. What do Not, you think about it's, not a fan. It, what. 
I find interesting about this is there was almost like a complete opposite like rebuttal to this almost from Le'Veon Bell, which yeah. was un- unrelated. But like last year, basically Le'Veon Bell was the drama. Like during yes. the season, Le'Veon Bell was the drama. Everybody was just like, well, why won't Le'Veon play? Like what? Like the, the whole days of our Steelers thing, to quote Urinating Tree, was Le'Veon Bell. Right. Like that, like that was the source of all the Steelers drama. It wasn't until like the season really came to a close that AB started acting up. And well, then right. This weekend, at like or this week, as this whole thing with Juju Smith Schuster's going on, Le'Veon Bell posts, "I don't normally post private conversations, but this text just hit me so differently. I love you to death, bro." And he posted a private conversation on Instagram with James Conner, the guy who basically replaced him all season. Yeah. And it was basically just the two of them loving each other. Aw, man. That's great. So the big source of drama ended up actually being not at all. And it's hard to not look at Le'Veon Bell like, well, he he was in it for the money and he wasn't. He wasn't being dramatic. He he had a point, and he right. was not being a giant diva about it. I think and I think he he endorses his replacement. Like he was getting along with the guy who essentially took his place and made him expendable. I think the I think the important distinction here um, for a lot of NFL fans, myself included, is that one one. Like, Le'Veon Bell's drama was not locker room drama. This was it drama was between not. Le'Veon Bell and the front office, which in my 100%. opinion, fucking fine. Get yourself get yourself paid, bet on yourself, hold out, uh, uh, start, start, start a union, fight the power, uh, like, like, go on strike, workers' rights, right? The, the other side of that, the drama that I can't really get with is, is... You know, you don't have to like your teammates, right? You don't have to get along, but like, don't, it's just a really bad look when, especially when it's someone who hasn't like done any, really done anything, it seems like just to, to kind of lash out. So that's the yeah. thing is like, I don't, when, when, when a teammate who does, I mean, cause at this point in his career, Antonio Brown has, is, is in a more powerful position than than juju right he's like he's he's uh like being considered like this living legend one of the best receivers in the league and you know semi-rightfully so and to have him kind of punching down in this way is really like it's it's a super dick move and i i i don't know i like he's getting dragged on the internet for it and i hope he listens because i want him to like i don't know i want i I want to like antonio brown right like i want to i want to like him I at this point I kind of don't. Well, okay. Let me let me put it this way. I want him to like change. I guess. I want right? him to be a better person. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. Because him being a better person, anyone being a better person, is just better for the. Yes. Yes. But I'm not going to be like sitting here, like, oh God, please, Antonio, learn a lesson. At this point, I'm just because uh-huh. fair. You know what? Fuck it. I'll punch up. He's got more money than I'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Fuck him. You, your mustache looks like fucking caterpillar it, fell it, in bleach and then crawled across your face and turned you into a pedophile. It does. It does. It's not. A, it's not. It's not a good. It's not a good at all. So let's let's turn from the Steelers drama, which I think we've pretty well covered, and I assume will continue because it should have ended already and it hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is somehow Let's move on to the other drama uh-huh. of the week, and that was the one we mentioned at the beginning when we were trying very, very hard to not have personality, and that's the drama in Green Bay, mm-hmm. which I think has it like the fervor and back and forth over this article is kind of hilarious. I'm I am enjoying it immensely as someone who does not really particularly like the Green Bay Packers. I'm just sitting back with some popcorn being like, fuck yeah, mm-hmm. tear yourself apart, bitches. Uh, so, quick recap. Um, a Bleacher Report journalist did a long-form report about what went wrong in Green Bay. It was essentially about McCarthy and Rodgers, their rift, and how both of them 
basically just got worse and worse yeah. until something had to break. Right. And McCarthy's the one that got it. Right. Uh, basically, it it show it talked about how Aaron Rodgers is incredibly petty, and he never liked McCarthy because McCarthy was on the 49ers when they drafted uh, Alex Smith, and he, he just held a grudge about that. Uh, it mentioned how he would like freeze out receivers when they wouldn't listen to him, and McCarthy was like super lazy especially towards the end he was like getting massages during team meetings when he was supposed to be there and how he believed that everything was his system and how the two of them would basically war with each other like rogers would constantly change the plays and he would call mccarthy an idiot mccarthy would be more stubborn it it was basically like the way the article was written it almost made it sound like it's kind of impossible that these two people got along in any way for as long as they did. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my takeaway too, is like, how did they find any kind of success? Like this is the kind of like the, the descriptions of like this work environment and like the, the two, I think players they interviewed, which I think were Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley Mm -hmm. mainly were like what the picture that they were painting makes it sound like this was like the most toxic situation you could hope for in a, in a locker room and like receivers would be afraid of getting froze out by Rogers because if they listened to what McCarthy told them to do on the play and right. it wasn't what Rogers wanted them to do. Rogers wouldn't throw to them anymore, which would of course affect their performance affect their stat line. That kind of, like it's, it's one of these things that where there's smoke, there's fire but I don't know if the blaze was right. It feels hyperbolic. Yeah, that's and and that's kind of like the the real and not not quite as interesting takeaway. Like it, it seems obvious by the way that everything played out that that the thesis of that story at, at the very least was true, right? And and you know whether or not Bleacher Report kind of exaggerated knowingly or unknowingly. It's kind of, I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's not the 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 truth of the matter is not as interesting as the whole media fervor about it is, uh, is making it seem. If that makes sense, right? Because because this is another thing where where the story of the story becomes the story because sports media is so insular. Uh, you got people like uh, attacking the reporting and defending the reporting and being like. You know the 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 fact that that we all know that this is the Bleacher Report story, right? Is is telling in and of itself that it's it's this one thing, and the Bleacher Report story has become the story. Uh, yeah. In addition to you know the dysfunction in the Packers locker room, which you know was there. It's definitely, it, there's definitely. I I feel like there's def like I said before where there's smoke there's fire there was some tension here and I think mm-hmm. even an outside observer could kind of tell that there that Rogers and McCarthy probably didn't entirely get along yeah but yeah. it was probably very exaggerated how expect I think one thing that I found interesting was Rogers came out like a day after the report and clapped back pretty damn hard well of course he did. I mean, but like not in like the way that players normally address crap like that. Like mm-hmm. he was a little bit more forceful. Like the thing is, it's not a mystery. This was a smear attack by a writer trying to va- advance his career, talking with mostly irrelevant, bitter players who all have an agenda. Like that's pretty strong for like well the meat like like someone who normally knows how to play the i mean is it i so my thing is is aaron Rodgers? i don't know if aaron Rodgers knows how to play the media i think this is kind of in line with what a lot of folks uh in the nfl nba mlb like all these people i mean do you remember like fucking when when mike trout uh had the negative articles about him or the, oh my god earlier this <laughs> earlier this fucking year baseball well there's 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 earlier this year another baseball player like got into it online with uh with someone and that became a story because he was literally cyberbullying like a 14 year old girl online uh i remember that yeah okay, or remember so, that. something like that yeah and i mean there there are all these stories about like 
about players and then the players usually at least in my in my view respond to them with like oh you know the media will say what they want to say it doesn't mean anything they're lying you know and and i don't i mean i don't see aaron rodgers response as inconsistent with that or you know for that matter more forceful than anything i have seen uh in in that vein at you know a press conference right like i i don't like i in get some it ways, i think it's, and it, it is a bad look it. it's 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 a bad look i could almost read it as um a rafael palmero-esque hard denial yes right to, to basically cover up how true it is sure like that's that's like that's one thing i i could read it like rogers seemed to come out to me i interpreted it as a pretty hard come out yes it was it was cliche but it still felt stronger to me the clap back than i'm normally used and Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. it could definitely be read as no that is absolutely not true at all the the fact that the fact that he came out so hard against the players that were interviewed for it too i mean it 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 is indicative that Aaron Rodgers felt that he was betrayed, which has some implications on its own, right? Like Rodgers is petty. Oh yeah, like, we all know this. This is, this not, is the, not new. This is not the first time we've heard how petty Rodgers could be. Like Rodgers being petty has some has something that has basically followed him since draft day. Right. So like I I think a lot of this probably happened. But not quite to the always. I think they probably left out a lot of the stuff that wasn't juicy. Well, a I lo- think for the most part, Rogers and McCarthy were probably fine with each other and a- probably worked together. A lot of the problems, and again, like my my thing with this is, you know, you and I, you and I both write, and we there there are a lot of things that go into into reporting, right? And if your editor is is worth their salt, they will check your sources, uh, make sure your sources have been checked multiple times, even if they don't do it, uh, and make sure that the thesis of your of your story is backed up. This is this is why, like, I mean, and again, I'm not like trust trust the media, trust the media, trust the media, but it's a bad look. F- it, it is always a bad look for a website to publish something that's verifiably false and that's why you get uh sites that's how you get like sites with reputations like barstool sports or like the drudge report or you know whatever like you it's you get those reputations because you've betrayed the trust of your readership and no good editor wants to do that if your if your site is based around news and not opinion if that makes sense Right. So I, I, that's, that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is whenever you do, uh, like a piece of investigative journalism, something that necessarily happens, especially when you're taking a look at something that happened over the course of multiple years, is the timeline gets squished. Right. So if I am writing a story about the dysfunction in the Packers locker room over the course of like, you know, five, six, seven years, I can't, like, uh, all of my evidence and all of my reporting is going to be based around, you know, trying to show that there was this this toxic culture in the locker room that was promoted and caused by Aaron Rodgers and Coach McCarthy. The problem with that is that that's not, that's not sustainable. Right. There there were, like you were saying, probably like weeks, months since like most of seasons where they got along fine or at least were civil. Right. I but, think it was definitely another case of winning solves everything. Ex- well, that too. For yeah, for sure. Most most of their careers together, they were very successful. It was like eight straight mm-hmm. years to the playoffs like this is. Despite the fact that they did only win the one Super Bowl, at, which was kind of odd because that was a year they actually snuck into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's This was a team that had a lot of success. And when you're having a lot of success, it shows that you're more willing to work 
with people that you might have some disagreements with because you know it's working. It's right. obviously working, and you guys are clearly willing to look past minor issues, probably like these little pettiness issues. Yeah. That because you know like this is worth it. It's when things start to break. And I I think that the article does talk about Ted Thompson a little bit, mm-hmm. how he would fall asleep in meetings, but I think he deserves probably just as much of the blame for the rift here because that team hemorrhage talent that's very true that is super true talent and talent is a big deal like we we would always joke for years that it didn't matter if the packers uh it the packers playoffs chances were pretty much entirely defined by aaron Rodgers' health if they have aaron Rodgers, the packers have a chance to win but the thing is like the past few seasons have kind of showed that that wasn't that's not always true. Mhm. Aaron Rodgers is very good, but he does have flaws and as the team's lost talent and stuff around him to help pick up like Jordy Nelson was gone, like like Greg Jennings, Dolph Driver and all them, like the team was not as talented in the past few years, as it was during their good run. Well, and, and at the same time, the rest of the league got better too, right? The Bears got better. The Vikings yeah. got better. Their division got tougher. Exactly. So it's it's just like when things aren't quite going quite as well as they were, those little irritation, those little irritations, those little irritants between people can get exacerbated because you're frustrated. You're like, oh, why didn't this work? Well, it's not my fault. It's because Mike McCarthy is a fatso who doesn't mm-hmm. use his challenge flags. Well, why didn't this work? It's because Aaron Rodgers didn't follow my game plan because he's full of shit. Mm-hmm. I, so I I think a lot of like the fire sort of mentioned, fire and hate sort of mentioned in this article was probably true like the last two seasons. Sure. But during the good years probably – was just like small, tiny little irrelevant hits that maybe Greg Jennings and Jermichael Finley picked up on and are now using in hindsight as explanations as to why things. Sure, I. That's interesting. Yeah, and and again, I I do want to I do want to like I think that a lot of the the exaggeration of this article one comes from that and two comes from the fact that. When you do cherry pick things for an article, the timeline like the you can. You are creating a condensed timeline that can then be extrapolated by the reader to be like, oh, every day was toxic. They were fucking fighting every day. These are all indicative of a larger culture, which isn't necessarily as true as it might seem. Um, yeah, it, so like, it makes it sound like Mike McCarthy was getting massages just all the time. You know, Mike McCarthy had some terrible corns on his feet and he just needed them rubbed. And mm-hmm. just, he just needed, I mean, massages have clearly become an issue within the football community, as we may eventually see a video of one of those massages on an owner. <laughs> Jesus, that whole thing. We want to see the, like, we don't want to see the video, but the video deserves to be public. Stop it, Robert Kraft. Get out of here. here. I mean, we might as well just go on to this now because we've kind of finished with Green Bay, but. I have a very important question. When that video comes out, if that video comes out. Hey, the answer is no. The answer is no. I I don't know what you're fucking. I I already know the question. The answer is no, my dude. Hey, the answer is no. But it is important that the video is out there. I will fight. I will fight for for the release of this video that I will never watch. Just like the piss tape. Yeah, just just like the fucking piss tape. You, you yep. want the piss tape out there, but that doesn't mean you're going to watch it. Exactly. It is it is the same fucking thing. It is the same thing. They're a public figure. You know, I say I won't watch it, and I don't want to watch it, but I know if that video just shows up on my feed, I'm probably going to watch it. That's, yep, yep. Yeah, probably. Probably. If, if, if I'll probably not make an effort to go click on links. But if the video just kind of ends up in my timeline or we get gifts of it just like showing up, I'm going to watch them and I'm going to laugh and I'm going to crack jokes. Yep. And it's, you know what? Whatever. It's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> going back to Bleacher Report, actually, for a second, because, I mean, Bleacher Report kind of has a bad 
reputation just like as a site Mm -hmm. for which i think and maybe i'm just saying this because i'm a little bit biased because i know someone who worked at bleacher report and is now doing very successfully there and we've even had him on the podcast once it was nba guy Mm -hmm. um i think bleacher report since their inception has actually gotten better i do i think so too i think bleacher report gets a really bad rap a lot of the problems that they did when we were dunking on them all the time how yeah using like high school kids to write cheap nothing news breaks and not paying them anything like they still have a lot of those problems well but those aren't those also aren't like not not to like steamroll you but those are like those are problems that exist at every single level of of sports reporting. That is that fan sided does that. Um, SB Nation does that. Like so many, so so many sports sites. Your favorite sports site almost definitely does that. So like that, yeah. I, I, that doesn't really hold water for me. It's it's a problem that is endemic to everybody. It is, and I think they were the poster boy for it. I think that's the one sure, thing. Sure, sure, like that's when fair. That, when that practice started becoming common knowledge and the pushback on it started, they were the poster boy for that problem. Like uh-huh. Bleach, what, I, SB Nation is arguably worse, but Bleacher Report was where people first really started noticing it, and that was when basically the negative Bleacher Report um stuff started coming out but Mm -hmm. i think in several years they've done a very good job in hiring respectable people to make respectable work yeah and even though like leet validity of this article is debatable and we'll probably never know the two the the truth because the people behind there have no incentive to tell us i i respect that this article exists and that sb and bleacher report made it I guess that's what I'm trying to say. I mm-hmm. I, I want more articles yeah, like this. yeah for sure. I want more like atte- like journalistic stories like this because this stuff is interesting and it does generate discussion about how maybe how accurate and kind of stuff it is. It's it's just more interesting. It's it's like, important too. I'm I'm I just wanted I'm to with you. highlight that as a counter to my next point, which if you've read my comic from Wednesday. Um, whenever you're listening to this, you'll probably be listening to this Thursday or Friday. Um, I wrote mm-hmm. I wrote a comic about this because it made me inf- just just furious. Was that's good content for a major blog site? What is bad content is something I saw mm-hmm. on SB Nation this past week. Oh God, yeah, and here here it, it comes, here it comes. Uh, it's the most this fucking is hell. legitimately the most useless article. I've ever seen in my life. So if you didn't see it, if you didn't read the comic one, fuck you read my comic, bitch, read it, read Read the the comic. comic. I'm super angry underneath. And like that, that only happens like a couple times a month and you know, passion, man. But they wrote an article where they basically stuck every team in the first round. Who's picking in the first round of the draft into a randomizer, wrote down the order of those teams and then did a mock draft based on that order. So it was a mock draft that was not based on any sort of semblance of what will actually happen. It was complete and utter randomness just because it's, they filled out an entire space, a fill out an article. Someone spent their time writing an article that has zero value. And I'm not, and like we joke yep. about how things have zero value a lot. And th- there's a lot of pretty low value crap in sports blogging sites, especially ones that we, and we are, and, and Hey, we are responsible we are for some of, of it, like, right? Like no one's going to say this podcast is must have important information. This is exactly yeah. So we're not trying to be super judgy. Is is like, the thing? We're I don't want to, you know, from the perspective of people that create fairly disposable dumb content. I am not. Yes. I do not create yes. high art on the draw play, and intentional sounding <laughs> is not vital listening. I'm I'm glad you listen. 
<laughs> to everyone out there who's listening, I appreciate you. But let's not pretend I'm important or that Sam is important or that my comic is important. Right. We're doing this mostly to entertain and have a little fun. This this was a kind of mm-hmm. article that didn't even achieve that. This was an article right. that I like I read like the first three picks off of it because I saw the headline and I'm like, no. So I clicked on it with the faintest hope that it does because a lot of stuff has like one or like some purpose to it. Like it's the purpose is to inform or the purpose is to entertain or the purpose is to discuss or analyze something like that. Like I would, I would consider both of us. Our purpose is to entertain like that. That is the intention behind my Mm -hmm. comic. Everything I make the, the intention, the purpose is to entertain this I, I clicked on it hoping that that's what I would get, that they used this randomizer thing to basically just be really stupid, but it... Right, right, to, and to shit on, like, bad draft yeah, content, but right? that level of self-awareness that it sorely needed wasn't there. They straight up treated it like an actual mock draft, just with the randomizer. So it was based off nothing in reality. It was a completely and utterly useless Mm -hmm. article. And I've seen a lot of useless articles in my time. I've made a lot of useless articles in my time, but that was the worst I've ever seen. I, it's the only time I've clicked on an article in like two years where after reading like a little bit, I was more interested to see what the comments said. I sc- I read like the <laughs> first three picks. Wow. Got a sense of where this article was going. Rough. And that it was as useless as I expected. And I'm just like, I hope I'm not the only person who thinks this is fucking stupid. And I scrolled down and I read the comments mm-hmm. and everyone else was like, this is useless. That's how fucking bad Good. this was. I So my, my thing is I... I understand why it got made. I understand it got why it for, got made, right? Too, but you gotta like it's content. You gotta you. It's it's content, and it's also specifically content for people who have a job that doesn't require them to do anything, and they're they're NFL fans, and they're idly clicking through sites looking they for just fucking need something draft else news. to read. Yeah, yeah. It's it, that is literally it. You need you need. Something else. Not even need. You want you, something else. You want to be distracted Th- that's from your job fucking for it. That is all. Ten minutes. Yes, I get it. That's. I it. love that. Shit. That that is the only reason it exists. Sure. But I want to get something out of it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. You gotta. You can't. Ugh. Ugh. You no. can't do it that way. Mock drafts. I hate mock drafts because they're overdone. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. They're constant. But they have a tiny mediocum of purpose, and that's prediction fun. It it's it's like extremely yeah, exactly. surface level analysis and prediction fun. There's something there mm-hmm. that's worth talking about, discussing, or engaging with. When you start with that, but right. randomized, so it has absolutely zero basis in reality. What's the fucking point? Yeah, I don't. I don't – yeah, like because that's my thing is I like – I get it. And I think the problem with mock drafts is that there are so many of them. So it's like what does anything even mean because anything is possible and no one knows they what's going to happen. They have become extremely devalued from the, the early days when exactly. it was basically just Mel Kuyper and maybe one or two people yeah. elsewhere to now it's – Everywhere, every site has like two or three draft gurus. There are millions of amateur draft gurus who are listing their big mm-hmm. boards and stuff like that. And no one ever gets like the top 10 picks correctly. And if you can't even get the top right. 10 yep. picks correctly, what's the point of really paying attention to mock drafts? Like draft yep. content is, yeah. is shit. You want good draft content? Read analysis. It's just so bad. Read analysis of what teams need to like look for. Read like analysis of like what Mm -hmm. players like sort of what fit what teams. Mock drafts are 
are wastes of time. They're they're never yes. what actually happens. Yes. They're basically there. You so can and you can, can also do them. Can, see, can throw like one or two surprise picks in towards the top to get people to be like, that would never happen. What? The Giants are gonna take this guy? No. And then and then you're all mad at the author, and then everyone gets mad, and then it generates discussion and clicks, and that that that's what mock drafts. That's their purpose. It's the same bullshit as power ranking. What they don't want. What they don't want you to know. Inside baseball here. What they... I'm serious. I'm serious. What they don't want you to know is that you're a draft expert. Right now. You... I am... I am... I am talking to everyone listening. You you are or could be a draft expert right now. Literally by doing 10 minutes of research on the internet on... T, on one, team needs, team... Like where each team is drafting and... And the top like board you can use fucking mel kuyper's top board like and you could you could put together a mock draft yourself it would take you an hour 90 minutes and it would be as good if not better than 90 percent of the shit it, out there. it would have as much value. mel kuyper excluded because that's what his brain does it would have as much value as is all that because it's all fucking what what <laughs> What a mock draft wrongly assumes is that any of the people making the draft choices are as smart as the people thinking about where they're about how they're going to make the draft choices, right? Mel Kiper Jr. when he makes his mock drafts, assume that assumes that everyone drafting is as smart as Mel Kiper Jr. exact same way which is as Mel Kiper Jr. Yeah, which is such a such a like it, it is understandable that that assumption gets made, but it is such a wild assumption if you think about it on its own terms. Um, and I guess I'm sorry for ruining mock drafts for everyone, but like the 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 tenant behind mock drafts where where teams will all the time make a decision that is smart is like that is the premise that the mock draft is built on right you can't do a mock draft because then it's just fucking calvin ball and and it's chaos that one that one assumption that all mock drafts are based on which is that every team will will take the best player available for that team's needs at their pick that assumption is false don't, don't so, click on mock sorry. drafts. Stop supporting mock draft don't. culture. Yes. Mock yes. mock drafts. Do something else with your time. Yeah. There's like fucking, there's still, f- f- fucking Newgrounds.com still has free Flash games. Just fucking do that. Newground. God, that's a site I have. Oh, still man. Still around. I literally, like, I thought <laughs> about it a week ago. Something that happened this past Still week. there. I ran into someone my age who's relatively online who had never heard or seen Badger's Badger, Badger, Badger. I saw that. I saw you tweeting about that. How is that possible? Know. Like, I can understand people older than our generation not being familiar with Badger, Badger. I can understand people younger than us, in like 25 and below range, maybe not being familiar with Badger, Badger, Badger. Because it was in that wonderful little space of time as the internet was becoming popular, but before... Where where flash exactly that flash I mean that that Newgrounds were was basically king. There was like a like a three or four year stretch. Where yes. Newgrounds was YouTube essentially. Right. Well, it, it was it was it was spread out. It wasn't a monopoly yeah. at that point, right? It was there was Newgrounds, Albino Black, Sheep. Uh, which like yeah, Albino Black Sheep, and then Ebombs World that stole content yeah, from both and, of them. Uh, there, um, and and there were a couple other ones too. I think like. I can't remember, but yeah, that was that was the early days of the internet when things were super still edgy and stupid mm-hmm. and dumb and like that. There was there was some good times. I miss them. There's a tweet. There was a tweet the other day uh, about someone talking. Well, well, someone pretty much was saying it has been a decade since I saw the end of the world video. And yet I still say, like, whenever I'm, I'm tired, tired, I say, I am, 
I am retired. We'll have a nap. Zen fires and missiles. Um, and like how that video has become a part of of the lexicon. There, there were other quotes from that too. Uh, I mean, I on. still and when the... I'm out hiking with my wife, sometimes I see uh, <laughs> like mushrooms and stuff, and. I, uh-huh. I, I oh yeah go, mushroom, 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 mushroom just even just in my head yes I just mushroom i've seen snakes and gone <laughs> it's a snake a snake <laughs> like it's just like there's dumb I, little things i start i start conversations with okay so <laughs> and and yeah yeah so okay so here's the earth um it's it's yeah there it's it's fucking wild how much I could fucking do a fucking thesis on this about how how Homestar Runner Group X. You fucking remember Group X? No. The 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 like the like the saw like the the racist like they did bang 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 and fifty five and they were from some like unnamed Middle Eastern country. Uh, how like how things like that albino black sheep. Uh, new grounds how early flash animations shaped like language because it, it did how how it shaped fucking yeah. slang people wouldn't be saying holy crap if strong bad didn't fucking bring it back Strong bad god it's just like all this early stuff that i haven't thought about mm-hmm. in a long time it's like because like the this entire like thing with Badger Badger happened because, um, in our work Slack there is a breadfish, and if uh-huh. you don't know, which I actually didn't, because I guess I'd fallen out of following him. Um, Weeble, the guy who did Badger Badger, did yeah Weeble stuff. stuff yeah, Badger, Badger, look at my horse. My horse is amazing. Like like that amazing video oh my god yeah and the and and then, uh and, the and, kenya song yeah, where can you see lions only in kenya but, and weeble and bob but i i didn't i hadn't yeah. followed him for the past few years so i didn't know he was still doing stuff and when i realized it was when somebody found the source of the breadfish emoji and i played the video i immediately heard that voice i'm like oh shit he's still making memes good for him and i shared it i was just like oh hey it's weeble and my friend was like, what? I was like, you know, the badger badger guy. And she was like, what? And I linked the video and she's like, I've never seen this before. And I basically flipped my desk. Oh, man. Good stuff. Uh. Is there any other football news? I mean, I'm mad. I'm mad about the whole Dwayne Haskins oh, thing. What happened? I missed where... that. I mean, he's just, he's, Peter King wrote a fucking irresponsible article where he's like, oh, his draft might slip. And now everyone is reporting on that as if it's gospel. And, and now his draft is gonna slip because fucking reality imitates art, imitates Maybe reality. Maybe that was a and, by the Giants to they, make sure his draft stock fell so he would be picked up at six. Well, that was the that was the whole point. Is it is it they're like, oh, there's news, there are rumblings that the Giants aren't going to take a quarterback at six. So, and now Dwayne Haskins is going to like stay home from the draft, even though he is like one of, if not the best quarterbacks in the draft. Um, I wouldn't, I, w- I wouldn't put him above Kyler Murray, but that's just me. I like, I don't know. It makes it makes me sad, and it's just like you. You see something like this around this time every single year, and it's always with a black quarterback, and it always makes me really sad. I, I just hate it, it is, every single it time. Is a pretty big, uh, one thing I would like to mention mm-hmm. before we go, it looks like a bunch of players, I think like something like 50 players from the AAF have signed with NFL teams. I didn't so see that. That's great. It worked out for some people. I think the Browns signed uh, the Apollos quarterback. It's like that that league helped some people get back to the NFL and maybe they're just going to be camp bodies or maybe they're just going to be practice squad players, mm-hmm. but it helps some people mm-hmm. continue their dream. So out of yeah. all of the stuff that's kind of befallen that league, 
at least some people got something that's yeah that's good yeah i mean i i again i it it makes me happy because they like we were talking about this on our last episode they really fucking got screwed I'm Sophie Lesnin Redacted. I'm Mara Sunshine. If you're like us, you grew up in the 90s and are now sad, sad adults. And that's okay. There's a lot to be sad about in today's world. If you've been paying attention at all, you know that the world is in a tight spot right now. And two people working 45 minutes once a week can't change that. So we took that time and started a Sailor Moon podcast. Join us every Friday as we combat that creeping sense of dread we all feel in our hearts by recapping our favorite magical girl anime. Because, hey, the world sucks. But Sailor Moon's a cool show. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is- Wait, you can't be Commander Shepard. I'm Commander Shepard. Okay, we're both Commander Shepard, and we're here to tell you about our favorite podcast on the Citadel. Do you like narrative video games with deeply developed characters? What about exploring complicated moral quandaries, like romancing aliens? Then you should be listening to Reignite. A show where two friends take a 10-year-old video game way too seriously. And sometimes not seriously enough. I'm Commander Shepard. And I'm Commander Shepard. We should go.